0: What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to After the Show. am going to be giving you a little uh, review of the Netflix original series, Ozark. So this one's kind of close to home for me. We are posted up in uh, Arkansas, down here in the Mid-South, and are right next door to the place where uh, this show is sort of based. So the Ozarks, like there is a town super close to my town called Ozark, arkansas uh ozark's actually a french term i teach history so um i know what i'm talking about just don't even don't even question it so uh ozark pretty cool little show uh i was a fan of it it did take me a little bit to get plugged into it i tried to watch it a couple of times and uh sometimes i'm just resistant to new tv shows i don't know what's wrong with me it's uh but uh, it it took me a couple of times to get into and then once I got into it I was super hooked so I'm going to kind of go over it with you this is going to be as spoiler free of a review as possible but I'm hoping I can get you some information that will get you through the first couple of episodes uh, and keep you hooked in because uh, it has a slow start but it really builds and it builds in a way in which I'm totally looking forward to the second season so 2017 Netflix original series starring Jason Bateman he plays a financial planner named marty bird marty is uh a really cool character i'll go into him a little bit more as i go on 10 total episodes uh shortest episodes around 50 minutes longest ones around 80 minutes uh bateman's uh, executive producer on the show he directed four episodes the first two and the second uh the last two rather um and two so like one thing i really liked is in the opening credits so the o on the ozark it drops down and um It uh, shows uh, like it basically becomes a little photo grid inside the circle of the O and it's like got these four little picture graphs and um, they're just like picture graph is it's not really a graph it's more like a uh, it's foreshadowing so it kind of shows four main things that are going to happen within the O it kind of makes it a little grid and um, shows these things are going to happen throughout the episode. So a cool little, cool little foreshadowing. So you see those, you kind of pick up on some things, and you at least notice them as the episode progresses. So uh, it's been renewed for a second season of 10 episodes. Um, as I mentioned, it took me a while to get into it, but now I'm super pumped for the second season. Uh, People, because of some of the themes and um, undertones in the first season compared the first season heavily to Breaking Bad, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Um, It wasn't just the whole time I was watching it being like, man, this is so much like Breaking Bad. Matter of fact, I don't think I even uh, thought that once until I started reading online about it. But um, I think it's just because both of them have drugs in them. I don't know. I really like Breaking Bad, and I really like Better Call Saul. We're going to be doing a series of podcasts on Better Call Saul. Um, I've got a guest lined up to come over who's, like myself, a mutual fan of that show. and So I'm a big fan of those, and I've seen the whole Breaking Bad series multiple times. Big fan of the show, and I'm just not seeing the connections people are making there. Maybe it's just uh, people's need for that void to be filled. I don't know. I say it's already been filled with Better Call Saul. So if you like Breaking Bad and you haven't watched Better Call Saul, which, weirdly enough, I've met several people who that is the case, you need to get on that. It's a really, 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 really – Good show. Okay. So, episode one just starts off with this family of four, Marty, Wendy... Charlotte, 15 years old, and Jonah, 13 years old, and they live in Chicago. So living in Chicago. Jason Bateman's financial planner, as I mentioned, he still looks super unhappy. Some of the first scenes you see him in, he's in his office, and these people are talking to him, and it's just kind of like this financial planner hustle. His buddy comes in, closes a deal. He's like watching porn on his computer. We'll come to find out. We'll go into that a little bit more about the porn. But anyway, so uh, <clears throat> with the porn – uh, it is revealed that Wendy is sort of cheating on Marty, like right out the gate, and she is the person in the porn video. Poor Marty. We feel sorry for him. Mom, mom. So, but you feel a little less sorry for Marty when you find out he's working for the second largest drug cartel in Mexico. Um, I don't know who the first is. It doesn't really go into that. Um, so, but um, that's a, that, that may be why. Maybe the first biggest one is the one from Breaking Bad. I, I don't know. Maybe these are in the same universe. Maybe these people know something. I don't know about the breaking bad connection, but he works for laundering money for the second largest drug cartel in Mexico. That's like once I uh, knew a guy that um, in the jujitsu world uh, that claimed to be the third best leg locker in Texas anyway. So um, second biggest drug cartel in Mexico uh, more gets revealed about the, uh, this drug cartel throughout the season. So Marty and his business partner, Bruce, not so much Marty, but Bruce and his dad, it appears have been, uh, cr- uh, basically double crossing this Camino Del Rey guy. And he shows up. It's like, Hey, you've been stealing my money. You've been skimming off the top and I'm going to kill you all. And he does that kills all of them. And, um, this all in the first episode, I think, but still this thing get me hooked. Um, but, uh, so, Marty gets spared by like hitting him like with this proposition like I'm gonna go here to this place you need to let me do this I'm gonna give you five hundred million clean and and clean money in five years and please you know please don't kill me and my family can I call my family and it's like he has this really convincing little monologue and he's like Bateman is killing it as an actor in this and I've watched it a couple of times since but um, he's killing it as an actor it really draws you into his character a little bit. But uh, moving forward, um, it, you know, you, he says five hundred million in five years, so he's kind of committing to be connected to this Camino Del Rey guy who just killed like all the people he knows that it was in on the little money laundering operation. But he says this place in Missouri has more coastline than the entire, um, or sorry, more shoreline than the entire coast of California. So uh Del Rey holds this threat of killing Marty and his entire family over his head the entire season, but especially in this episode. You're gonna go here, you're gonna do this, you're gonna sell your house. He basically just owns him, right? And uh he's gonna put people on him to watch him that are gonna be uh, sort of a factor throughout the show. And uh hold on, my dog is chewing on something. What do you do? Okay, he can chew on that. It's his bone. Okay, so um <clears throat> back to uh Del Rey he becomes a major issue for Marty and the people watching him become a major issue for Marty because Marty also gets the FBI watching him because he just has to up and leave Chicago to go to the Ozarks to do this $500 million in five years agreement for this crazy uh, dude that works for the Mexican, um, cartel. So, um, he convinces and to let him move to the Ozarks on this premise. And, um, uh, you know, this, this is where, um, Marty's character starts to come out. So he starts hustling to do this. um, you start to get insight into like the complications between he and his wife uh you start uh also uh camino del rey the uh the drug cartel guy freaking goes and finds wendy's boyfriend and throws her off of this uh, throws him rather off of this balcony just to tie up loose ends and uh so the dude she's been sleeping around with uh cheating on marty with gets thrown off a cliff so they have to just uproot their entire family. They take this money, like, a, like I think a million dollars he had in the bank uh, for Del Rey, and they take it to the Ozarks to invest in all of these failing businesses to, to turn them around and use them for laundering fronts. So you get insight into his complex character, his planning abilities. And, I mean, he's basically doing this to save his family, and even though his wife cheated on him, I think that uh, there's still something there. He's got two kids with her, and uh, it gets revealed later on, like the season finale, that he really does care about his whole family really trying his best to be sure that they don't get killed because that's the number one threat and the number one thing you see him go to when he thinks he's going to die is please let me call my family blah 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 and even as the season goes on you get insight into why his wife is kind of cheating on him where they had some problems and i'm not giving uh, an excuse or anything like that but uh, it kind of goes into that so some key characters and plot lines to focus on. Um, so locals, the sheriff that they first get there, John Nix. He thinks they're up to something immediately because Marty's attempting to ally with all these family businesses to clean Delray's money. So he doesn't like Marty. Sheriff, he's a pretty reoccurring character throughout the, the first season. So these, uh, this sort of stereotypical redneck river trash family. Sorry, guys. But um, so uh, the Langmores. Uh, they, there's, so there's these older brothers, Russ Boyd and Cade. And, um, Russ has these two kids, Riot And three, what a cool name, three. Uh, and then, um, Cade has a daughter, Ruth. Cade is in prison and he's the older brother of the, of the Langmore family and Russ and Boyd. And he's like, I guess like feared by the family, some sort of crazy patriarch that's, uh, Basically, given orders from the inside in a way, they're sort of a crime family, but in a way, unorganized way. They're yeah, anyway, kind of some complex characters. Bruce becomes a major character, and so does Russ in a way. But you know, um, I think that Cade's character is going to be big in season two, and I'm going to try not to do uh, any spoilers in this uh, episode to reveal uh, any more about that as to why. But I definitely think you should watch it because you'll uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's on Netflix. Uh, so Marty, uh, uh, crosses ways with the Langmores almost immediately, um, <clears throat> ends up, uh, they steal all of his money, this Ruth does, but then they, and then like Wyatt and three end up like meeting up with Charlotte and they kind of uh, become friends, but then, um, it, it, they get crossways with them and it's back and forth. But Ruth eventually ends up like kind of being, uh, Marty's greatest ally, you could say. So, um, then um, you have uh, this dude named Bobby Dean, who is going to be uh, an issue for Marty in a in an interesting way. He's a strip club owner of a, of a of this strip club, super nasty strip club called Lickety Splits, and uh, he's the owner. He winds up dead. Uh, who killed him? I don't know. You should watch. Maybe him being dead's a spoiler. If you think so, I'm sorry, but. Uh, he gets revealed early on, but he's uh, obviously not in the whole season. Eugenia and Sam DeMood, either these real estate agents, uh, so one of the businesses that Wendy uh, sort of um, gets in her back pocket. They end up uh, linking up with like a hotel, the strip club. This is Marty. He kind of ends up taking all these failing businesses to turn them around. Hotel, strip club, uh, real estate agency, funeral home, and all this. So the real estate agency, there's this uh, father and son and Wendy ends up working for him. And uh, I'm sure that they will be uh, portrayed more in uh excuse me, the second season. So also there's this plot line with these two FBI agents and they're gay, Roy Petty and, uh, Trevor, uh, agent Trevor Evans. So they used to be in a relationship together and there's a couple episodes where they do a lot of backstory. I kind of feel like this is a Netflix original sort of model and I could just be making that up, but like almost like Netflix has a template where they start like in episodes, like the middle episodes of a season getting towards the last, uh, I would say, you know, after half of it's over, they start, like, giving you flashbacks into characters. They did this on Orange is the New Black. They do this on a lot of Netflix original series, I've noticed. And maybe it's to keep you interested. I saw some people online complaining about this. I didn't have a problem with it because it gives you insight not only into the birds but some other characters. Um, That um, like the FBI agents and stuff that are are main plot lines and you can kind of go from there. So the hotel owner that Marty links up with is named Rachel Garrison. She's important. Watch her. Um, She seems honest. But the way the series uh, ends in season one, you're like, whoa, what's going to happen with her in season two? Uh, Same thing with Camino Del Rey. The way things end for him, you're like, whoa, what's going to happen in season two? Um, So there's a crazy sort of... um, I wouldn't say radical, but some sort of crazy lake preaching pastor that preaches from a boat and his young pregnant wife, Grace, who's maybe or maybe not going to be in the second season. And then there's the Snells. These Snells are these crazy uh, sort of redneck family. The guy that plays Mr. Snell was the dude that played uh, sort of the patriarchal bad guy in the movie Cold Mountain. He's like the leader of the Home Guard. Anyway, so the Snells, this crazy husband and wife that grow heroin, and they end up kind of forming this little thing with the drug cartel and Marty in the very last episode, and it's super crazy, and I can't be telling uh, very much more about that, so some season two theories I'm wondering about is uh, so at some point and it, it comes to Missouri and this movie wasn't even filmed in Missouri It's filmed mostly in Georgia like two shots were filmed actually in the Ozarks so don't be fooled um, season two theories the son of Wendy's boyfriend the one that got thrown out the window by Camino Del Rey he shows up in like the fourth episode or something and makes it super awkward and he doesn't believe his dad committed suicide just jumped out of a window anyway he's wanting to know more there to talk to her about why Uh, Marty's partner and hotel owner Rachel. She does some shady shit in the uh, last episode and what's going to happen to her. Uh, Cade Langmore, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm sure he's going to get out of prison and uh, he's going to want to avenge the death of a couple of his family members. Whoops. All right. Radical preacher Mason and his baby. Where's his wife? I don't know. What happened to her? I don't know. Neither do you. We don't know. You should watch this show. And uh, there's this weird triangle between Marty, the cartel, and the Snells that's changed dynamics in the absence of Camino Del Rey from season two. Another cliffhanger. So uh, someone's going to probably have to replace Camino Del Rey in the second season as a representative of the cartel to the Snells, who forms a sort of a deal, so to speak, with the cartel. And then there's apparently this new character that's popping up on the internet that's going to be a central um, Uh, Central plot line character um, that's going to develop in the second season It's this female Chicago-based attorney that's maybe working for the cartel or has connections to the cartel or trying to take down the cartel or knows the cartel. I don't really know. You should watch season one of Ozark. It's super awesome. Uh, it's binge watchable. Go fall yourself in a show hole one weekend. I think I watched this in about a weekend once I finally got into it. Uh, so, there is about your less than 20 minute, just over 15 minute review of Ozark, mostly spoiler free. Thanks for listening to after the show. Uh, check back, subscribe to our page. You can listen to us. Um, Multiple platforms, and we're expanding all the time. Uh, after the show, we're going to be doing regular spots on that, as well as our um, Sports Unraveled playlist with our MMA and Jiu-Jitsu shows. Uh, we have Life Unraveled guests weekly. I have a stand-up comedian going to be in the studio uh, here soon, uh, and many others. So subscribe to all of our, our audio and video platforms that uh, of your of your desire, of your so choosing. And uh, we appreciate the support trying to reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So if you could share or subscribe or help us with that in any way, that would be awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for support. And we'll see you next time.